Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode two. I hope you're doing well. I bet you're tired of hearing all the COVID news. Maybe you're tired of all the political rhetoric that's out there looking at screens, maybe some Zoom fatigue. This episode in particular is one that you'll want to listen to when you can take a break from that. It deserves your full attention. Not that the rest of them don't or won't, but this is one that will require a little more concentration, a little more thinking on your part on a subject that should be of great interest. It's about you and more specifically, the personal vision that you have for yourself. One CEO I work with said he was grappling with the question, who do I want to become as a result of all of this? And it's a question worth thinking about now because we're all emerging or re-emerging into a different kind of world. And so it's worth thinking about how you want to be transformed by all of this. So before we dive in, I thought it would be helpful to define vision because I know that you're probably accustomed to thinking about the vision for your organization. And we will be talking about that in a separate episode. But today is strictly talking about your personal vision as a leader or as a human being. So what I've seen and experienced myself when it comes to visioning is one or more of these challenges. A, don't have the time. If you're like a lot of other people I know, you're really focusing on the business, just trying to keep it uh, moving forward and you don't have time even to come up for air. So that can be one challenge. B, you don't know the process or you think that there's a quote right way that you should be figuring it out. And then C, it could be that you think you don't have the skill or the ability. Some people say it's just too nebulous, too vague, all this visioning stuff. Just give me a problem to solve. I don't like dealing with abstract thinking. Maybe you can relate to any of those challenges that are coming up when you're thinking about your personal vision. And I want to address each of these and offer some ways to think about them to help you do it regardless of what your challenges are. And notice that I use the words think about because how you think about what you're doing, how you think about anything will help determine the outcome that you get. Now, executives are often comfortable with the doing part, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. They are executives, so they need to execute. But I do notice that a lot of them get too caught up in the doing. And it's really important to notice how you're thinking about the situation or how you're thinking about a problem first, so it can help you get better results. So let's address the first challenge, not enough time. Well, obviously that means it's not a priority and that's okay. You set your own priorities, but be honest about how important it is or should be to you now. And of course, I'm suggesting that you move it up on your priority list a bit if it's not at the top. And the good news is that visioning doesn't have to take a lot of time. Yes, you can go to the mountaintop or the lake or the beach or wherever your getaway place is and spend a day or a few days trying to, quote, figure it out. Some people do that. But I like the idea of clue gathering. 
thinking of it as heightening your awareness or looking more deliberately for clues. Clues come in the form of ideas, hunches, maybe some observations, dreams, recurring thoughts. That's actually what happened uh, to me when I was considering this podcast. It was a recurring thought. I had thought for a long time, I should probably launch a podcast, but I never got around to it until now. Once it became more clear about being a part of my personal vision, then it was easier for me to get moving on it. So notice what you enjoy, what you admire, uh, what energizes you, perhaps what you're curious about. Think about the people, the places, the experiences that light you up. So those are things to just become more aware of. They don't need to be time consuming, but if you can be intentional about how you're thinking about them, then that's one way to get some traction on your personal visioning process. The second challenge, the process. What is the right process? Some people like a step-by-step approach where you have a starting point and then the next step and then the next step after that. I've learned that there's no one process that works best for every leader. So I'd like to offer a few options for you to consider. And also some common elements that you'll find regardless of the kind of process that you're following. So one approach to the process can be looking back. If you're not even sure where to start, that might be a good starting point. Looking back, thinking about your experiences, the ones that stand out for some reason because they were moments when you were especially satisfied or did something you were proud of or achieved something that was significant to you. Think back on those experiences, the common themes and elements and those experiences that you want to carry into your future. Another process is to look at where your strongest energy is now, especially in light of everything that's happened. What's a cause or a mission or a problem that you really care about now? One of the causes that I've cared a lot about personally is our local crisis center. And now, given everything that's happened, my commitment, my involvement will become even stronger because the Crisis Center is an organization that I'm drawn to naturally. It's not something that I feel like I have to do or that I dread doing. I actually look forward to being a part of that mission. Just thought it might be helpful to share that personal example. And then three... What's the impact that you want to make now? It could be impact on people or the environment, education, health. Perhaps you want to make some kind of spiritual impact. It could be related to anything, but it's worth thinking about. There's some common elements to pay attention to, regardless of the kind of process that you're trying. One element is your environment. So if you're trying to do different kind of thinking, make sure that you are creating some kind of shift in your environment. That might mean uh, putting yourself in a new place. Often when I'm working with organizations or with individuals, we get offsite just to do different kind of thinking. And if you're stuck at home, perhaps you can simply go on a walk or walk on a different path to stir up new kinds of ideas. Shifting your environment is an important element when you're considering new ways of thinking. The second element is what I'll call radical truth. And radical truth is acknowledging what you really want, 
not what you should want, not what other people think that you should do or want. What is it that is personally calling you now, regardless of any of the other thoughts, beliefs, ideas that others might have? We're often too influenced by what we think we should do versus what we truly want. And then finally, the other element is to have an openness, the willingness to stay open to all kinds of ideas, to not be too quick to figure things out, to know that there's a difference between a rational path and an inspired vision. So giving yourself the opportunity to be inspired to do something as opposed to feeling like you should do something or because that's just the next logical step should serve you well. So those are some of the common elements that I see in any kind of visioning process. So here's what's likely to come up in whatever process you're following. You'll get some ideas going and then you'll hear, yeah, but. And it might sound like, yeah, but that was when I was younger. So I can't even think about doing something like that now. Or I care about fill in the blank, whatever you care about, but I still have a business to run now. So it's, it, you use the business as an excuse not to be fulfilling your personal vision. Um, or you say, yeah, but that would never happen. You too quickly rule it out. So the yell yeah, buts come and you need to be aware that they're there and set them aside. You might want to even write them down because they become reasons why you think you can't do something. One simple exercise is just to get out a sheet of paper and on the left-hand side, write down all the reasons why you think you can't have what you want or can't achieve your personal vision. On the right-hand side, write down all the reasons why you can or why you should. And of course, I suggest you load up the right side to really challenge yourself to argue for what's possible for yourself, not argue for your limitations. Think about the energy that you want to be in as you're involved in your process. Don't have a bad day or feel frazzled and then try to focus on this. Do it at a time where you feel like you can be processing better so that ideas will flow better. Set your ideas aside and let them simmer. Again, you don't have to have everything figured out. Just note that you're gathering these clues and helping them come together. We're still talking about the processes that you can use to develop your vision. So I just wanted to share briefly three different ways people often help their visions come about. As you know, if you listen to the original podcast episode, you know that people are wired differently. So it makes sense that they would also have different preferences in terms of how they want to go about the visioning process. Some people like a, a visioning process where they can actually physically see images. They create some kind of vision board with pictures or uh, words or metaphors or something that symbolizes what they think they're moving toward. Vision boards are great. When I was thinking about writing a book years ago, I created a visual, or rather I had an artist design a cover art for the book, Take the Bull by the Horns. I had the concept in mind and I knew the general idea about the book. I went ahead and posted that image on my site, mainly to help me stay committed to it and to be motivated by having that in front of me. So that's another technique that can work really well is just to have some kind of image in front of you that helps inspire you to move toward the vision that you want. Another kind of visioning is narrative visioning. A lot of times we've trained our brains to lock into a vision statement that is a one-liner, like we try to do in organizations, that corporate vision. 
And this is a little different. If you can come up with a narrative visioning process where you're telling a story, you're fast forwarding into the future and describing the scene that you want to see. It's like describing a movie where you're pulling back the curtain and talking about the people that you're experiencing. Who are the characters? What are you doing? How you're operating? Describe the impact you're making. Just play around with it. Be as descriptive as you can without even worrying about how it sounds to anyone else. A third method, the sticky notes. I love sticky notes where you've got an idea that hits you and you just write it down in the moment. I have stickies everywhere in my home, in the car, so that just whenever an idea hits me, I can write it down. I know that that's an idea that I want to consider as part of what I would like to see happen in my future in some way. I write it down on a sticky. So there you have three methods to consider, the vision board, storytelling, and then sticky notes. I've actually used a combination of all three of those methods. Figure out what will work best for you. That's a little bit about process if you think that's your main challenge. Then I wanted to address the last challenge, which is the skill, people who think they have no skill or ability to do this work. (laughs) First of all, I think everyone does, but you might need a little help. So if you feel like that's just not a natural inclination that you have to think more futuristically, you might want to talk to a friend or a peer or someone that you trust. It could be a consultant or a coach or someone that can really challenge your thinking and stimulate some ideas. Don't try to do it alone, in other words. I'm including a simple cheat sheet, by the way, with this episode to give you a head start. So if you wanted to see some of the questions that I'm often asking my clients to help them generate ideas about their personal vision, it might be helpful to you. So I'll include that in the show notes. Another way to get your wheels turning is to think about what you don't like. That can be another good starting point for people who say, I just don't really know how to think about all of this. So you might think about things that you don't like first and then look at what would be the opposite of that. Make another list. On the left, you write down what you don't like. And then on the right, what would be the opposite of that? So those are some tips. An important key to stepping into your personal vision more quickly is to talk about it in the present tense as though it's happening now. And that's really counterintuitive because uh, I know in our organizations, a lot of times we're conditioned to talk about the vision as though it's something out there in the future. This is what we aspire to be, or this is where we're going. Think about your own personal aspirations. Do you want to be more healthy or more strong or more involved in a cause? Maybe you want to start a new business or a nonprofit. Maybe you want to take on a new role. The key is talking about it as though it's happening now. And it feels kind of strange, but it actually puts you in a more powerful mindset so that you feel as though it's happening now and it can accelerate the way in which you're moving toward your goal. So you might say things like, I'm becoming more healthy. I'm becoming stronger. I'm working on a new business idea. I hope you're doing some good thinking about ways you want to transform, if not now, when My goodness, with all that we've been through, why wouldn't you want to step into what you really want now? There's so much opportunity to do something new and different that's meaningful to you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something big and radically different. It could be something simple. It might be just something small that can make a big impact. And the whole point is not necessarily to have everything all perfectly figured out 
but to stay in exploration, to, to stay on the journey as you're going along to create what you truly want. Whether you're a CEO or an executive of a large organization or small or mid-sized business or firm, you're ultimately the CEO of your life and you get to decide what you want to do or be or create in your life. You don't have a board of directors. You don't have to answer to shareholders. You determine the value you want to create now. You get to decide what's possible for yourself, even in these crazy times when it's so hard to predict, even in the short term, what things will look like. I keep a a sticky note in front of me that says, when nothing is sure, everything is possible. I love that quote. I hope these ideas will help you think through what's possible for yourself. It's worth spending some time to break away from the new routine that you have at the moment and to think about these issues to help you move forward in new ways that are meaningful to you. And I'd love to know what you're thinking about or where you're stuck or if you need some more ideas. I thought this would at least help you move in a good direction so that you can be inspired and achieve what you really want. Feel free to contact me by going to ceoonthegopodcast.com. This wraps up another episode. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. And if you have any questions in the meantime, don't hesitate to reach out. Until then, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time.